Welcome back to Ascent Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in Hebrews chapter 4. It reads, Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us, just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he has said, As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And then again in this passage he said, They shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again he appoints a certain day, today, saying through David so long afterward, in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest, so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account." Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. As we jump in here to chapter 4 today in the book of Hebrews, we have to remember that in doing so, how these chapters are separated are not necessarily always the most beneficial thing for us as we are segmenting the author's train of thought. And so here at the beginning, chapter 4 begins in the middle of the thought of what he's been talking about in chapter 3, and then the end of this chapter actually goes on to focus on what the main focus of chapter 5 is. And so this chapter is really split between these two concepts, and really this transition between talking about entering God's rest and the fact that Jesus is our great high priest. But centered in is kind of the linchpin or the hinge point of these two things is this focus on the word of God. And so we need to understand the importance of the word of God in both allowing us to understand what it means to enter the rest that was spoken of, as well as understanding the importance of Jesus as our high priest. And when we talk about the word of God, it's a really polarizing topic to many people in our day. People want to say, hey, it's just like any other book. The word of God is not special. There's tons of other religious books. You can get what you want to get out of it because it's written in such a way that People will find self-help tips. So people want to say it's not valuable. They want to say it's just like every other book. But other people want to say, hey, you know what? I do see the importance in the understanding in which God's word seems to read me as I read it. As I read and continue to read and read it over for the you know 20th and 30th and 40th times reading through the same passages, different things are brought to my attention, different things are brought to my conscience that are uniquely equipped to speak to the realities that I am currently living in. They're uniquely 
inspired to give us an opportunity to see the way in which we should be patterning our life in a greater and more fuller sense. And now other books are not the same. If you're to read a book like Harry Potter for a fifth or sixth or seventh time, you might see greater details of the story. You might see greater understanding of what the author was trying to do as they were developing this great story. But it's probably not going to speak to you about a way in which you should be living and patterning your life and allowing you to see in a more fuller sense how you're able to greater fulfill your purpose and greater represent God in what you're trying to do. Now, certainly there's big differences between a book like Harry Potter and a book like the Bible, because Harry Potter or any of our novels are written usually for entertainment. There are sometimes lessons or moral stories or other things that are in literature that we are able to maybe make a understanding of how we should try to repeat that type of behavior. But they're not necessarily written for us to say, pattern your life after this. But that is the case for the Bible. That is the focus of what it's trying to do, to teach, to instruct, to give us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And we looked at this a couple of weeks ago as we talked about Psalm 119 in our Sunday morning times. And we saw how we delight in God's word, and it gives us the ability to understand the paths that God has for us. But the specific things mentioned here in Hebrews chapter 4 that are beneficial for us to understand about the word of God are the way in which it separates us or it gets down into the almost inseparable parts of our life and it's able to, like a surgeon, pierce into those divisions and allow for discernment and allow for understanding in a way that nothing else does. And so nothing is going to be able to speak to us like God's word. That's why Moses and Joshua were ultimately unable to lead all of the people that they led to the rest that was offered to them, because they were fallible people. And as we saw, the stiff-necked people weren't even listening to the things that they were saying. And when we look ahead to talking about the great high priest, we understand that the scriptures lay out for us, number one, the role of the high priest, the importance of the high priest, the way in which the high priest was the mediator between God and man. And we see that Jesus is the great high priest, greater than any other high priest that was ever on the face of the earth, because he possesses what the Word of God is, and he is able to do what the Word of God was intended to do, and he is the Word of God personified as an individual that they can see the way in which he lives, the way in which he acts, the way in which he relates to all things in our creation. And so this centerpiece of the Word of God is the important thing that we need to dwell on today as we think about a nugget of truth that we can focus our faith in. How are you relating to the Word of God? Are you allowing it to come into your life and to do the radical transformation surgery that needs to take place each day to allow us to pattern our lives after God and to allow us to relate it to every aspect of who we are? It's only when we begin to do that that we will be able to live according to what God desires us to live. That's when we will find joy and fulfillment with our purpose that God has created us for. 
So as you dwell on God's word today, I pray that you find in it the places that you can anchor your faith and the places that you can understand that this book is unlike any other book that you will ever read, that devoting your life to studying it, that looking to it each day for the grace that it will provide for you will revolutionize the way in which you're able to live a fulfilling life before the Lord. As far as a question from this passage, one of the things that I believe this passage speaks to is the question of how can we rely upon the scriptures as we have them recorded. The way in which verse 4 is written helps us to understand that individuals were intent on preserving the scriptures the way in which they received it. So when we look at verse 4, it says, For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Now, as we look at that, we can understand that this is looking back to Genesis, and we can understand even specific verses that it refers to. But the importance of the way in which it is written shows that the people who preserved the copies of the scriptures were intent on doing it the same way that they had received it, not making alterations, not making changes to them, because if they were, this would be a place where they could smooth it out. They could, in some ways, make it more accurate as they were able to put in the specific place or even the specific author. If they had said, in Moses has said someplace, or even something like, in the book of the law, it is written. Because remember that they did not have the names of the books the way that we do. They did not have the totality of the scriptures, but they would have had the ability to look into the scriptures, to find the specific reference, and to go ahead and put that in. We've seen here so many different times in the book of Hebrews already that the author is referring to the scriptures throughout. We've seen the many places that he's spoken of Psalm 95 here in this last two chapters, yet he does not even say in the book of the psalmists or in the specific things, telling us directly where it's coming from. If an individual was trying to add to God's word, to try to make it so it was easier to understand, to try to make it so that people would have less ability to attack it, they could try to soften these things and smooth them over and try to put in these readings that would make it so that people would know exactly where to go. But that was not the purpose of the people who were making the copies of the scriptures. The scribes were concerned with preserving what had been given to them and perpetuating that on into the future. So hopefully that helps you to see that the scriptures have been preserved in such a way for us that we can genuinely rely upon them. As the individual scribes who were writing these things down were writing what they had been given, and yes, they were human, and yes, they could make some small minor changes that we can account to human error. The main focus that they had was preserving the text as it had been given to them so that all people would have access to God's word. And so as you look to God's word today, as you study it intently, as you allow it to read you, as you place your faith in the God who is revealed through it, know today you are loved.